Hello there, welcome. This is a special edition of To a Certain Degree called Odd Numbers. Every other Monday, my guest and I choose a theme, we play some music, and we chat. Do we always stay on topic? Not quite, but it's always a fun talk, and I think you'll like it. The topic for this episode is Uncomfortable Brunch. And there are not one, but two guests in the studio. It's like a BOGO of incredibleness featuring Joshua David Martin and Kat Whitaker. They are the brains, the brawn, and the everything else of Uncomfortable Brunch, a film-watching institution here in Central Florida that combines cringing, drinking, and eating, all of your favorite things. You'll hear more about how that works shortly. For more on this episode, please visit toacertaindegree.com. And now, on with the show. Amanda Palmer on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Good morning. You're listening to Odd Numbers, an offshoot of To a Certain Degree, a a subheading, a subtitle of To a Certain Degree. When I have people on and we do a theme, it's called Odd Numbers. When I'm doing a full interview and asking you personal questions, and you're confessing to things and crying on the air, then it's to a certain degree. Good morning. My name is Nick. I never introduced myself. And this is Odd Numbers, episode 19. I have some very special guests, as I do every week. This week is no exception, except there's two of them. So Joshua David Martin and Kat Whitaker are here. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Thank you so much for being here. Good morning. Oh, No, you're good. Okay. (laughs) Do you not like the sound of your own voice? I don't think anyone really likes the sound oh, of their own voice. Oh, I love the sound of my own voice. Okay. Raging so narcissist. We've learned that already about you. If you, you guys could just oh, yeah. be quiet so I could talk more, <laughs> that would be great. You guys are here because you co-run your co-hosts, co uh, what, what do you call yourselves, of Uncomfortable Brunch? Co- co-programmers? Oh, co-programmers. Sure. I don't yeah, know. We that's don't arbitrary. Really, we don't really call ourselves anything. Nothing. You no. I'm not into labels at all. So uh just don't even try. Or curators. Oh, okay. Yeah. Co curators. Oh yeah. I like that that. Sounds, yeah. sounds classy. Yeah. We are pretty classy. That is something that I've seen. Uh from everything that I've seen so far today. We've hung out for about half an hour now. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're really good friends. Best friends, really, I thought. Well, that'll come up in the next hour because I'll have a pop quiz where I pitch you against each other. Oh, cool. And so we'll determine whoever wins that is my best friend. So, oh. And then we can go to the beach together. If possible. I don't want to win this one. Okay. <laughs> we will not go to the beach. Okay, good. At all, together or otherwise. I mean, why would I want to? It's it's gross. There's sand and sun. All, all of and, those and things. And children. And water. No. Oh, yeah. not even, but not even nice water. There's yeah. no chlorine in it. No, it's, it's filthy. It's no, thank you. Water. Hard pass. Okay, great. <laughs> Uh, so you're here. Uncomfortable brunch happens uh, once a month, although taking a break for a little bit. Yeah, we are taking the summer off. We're not allowed to say what the big announcement is because there's a lot of reasons. But <laughs> I, we're supposed to like hype this up. We're terrible at that. We're not a uh, hype men or hype people. Hype so people for the hype last people. five years or so. You've yeah. been doing uncomfortable brunch. First of all, tell us what it is. Well, tell me what it is because oh. you already know. Right. Yeah. I'm pointing at people. We're on the radio, you guys. I'm really bad at this. It's cool. Okay, it's great. Okay. So what is Uncomfortable Brunch? Something that's been happening very often yeah. for the last five years? Yeah. It it, it started as a joke. Um, the idea was um, to kind of poke fun at how pretentious uh, ex- uh, exhibition of art house films can be. Mm-hmm. Like, they're 
they're great. I love them. I've worked in it for a very long time, but I thought that it would be funny to show academically important art films that because of the content or subject matter, you don't want to watch it with other people, you know, be it, uh, you know, graphic, violent or sexual content or just being really, really sad, like dance in the dark or something like that. Um, but then showing it at brunch where you're forced to watch it with other people at a pleasant experience, like a pleasant daytime experience. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it was funny and did it in my living room. Uh, and then it got too big for my living room. And so we took it to Will's pub where it's lived for the last four and a half years. Um, and Kat came on what, uh, I think two, two, two years, years ago this month. Yeah. Two years ago this month. Yeah. Cause my, uh, the first film that I, um, helped curate <laughs> was for, um, father's day two years ago. Uh, it was world's greatest dad. So yeah. that was like my pick. I was like, oh, this would be awesome that we would show this. Right. It's a, <laughs> for Father's one, of the, one of Robin Williams' last movies that Bobcat Goldthwait directed. Oh, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to say what it's about, first of all, without giving away a lot. And also just the plot in general probably isn't very radio friendly. It's a very, very mean-spirited film. Very mean-spirited. <laughs> you, should, you should watch it. It's great. It's hilarious and also very sad. <laughs> So yeah. there's a lot of uh, the Cronenberg movies sure. are ones you show uh, mm -hmm. David Lynch. Yeah. yeah. Um, who else are typically the artists or the filmmakers that you show at Uncomfortable Brunch? Lars von Trier. We've done a lot of Lars von Trier. Um, Yorgos, like we've done The Lobster and mm -hmm. uh, uh, Dogtooth. Uh, Dogtooth. Yeah. We haven't done Killing of a Sacred Deer. That's his new, well, not his newest one. The favorite was his newest one. But um, it's recent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff like that. Um, uh, John Waters. Uh, that's that's when we're especially lowbrow. Well, also to show that like we're not just the saddest stuff in the world. You mm -hmm. know, like you can still like, uh, yeah. I mean, sort of campy, can, and, campy and fun, yeah. but it still has some sort of academic edge to it, where it's relevant for some reason or another. They're not just arbitrarily picked. So, yeah, we don't do horror movies generally. Like in October, we kind of do, but we don't want to just go for schlock and shock value. That's, yeah, we we did um, eyes of eyes of my mother. Yeah. Um, two years ago, and then this past year we did uh, Raw. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the first year uh, I was doing it at Will's, um, I believe we did Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Oh, you know, okay. Something that we can like kind of talk about the history yeah. of it and you know uh, censorship things like that. So, so you're looking at movies that, uh, for example, The Lobster, which is mm -hmm. one of my favorite movies, mm -hmm. not just because it's done by a Greek guy, because you know we all have to hang together because there's sure. very few of us left. That's what I hear. Yeah. Uh, every Greek friend I have says that it's really kind of weird to me. Nationalistic yeah. almost. Right. Right. No, it's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> okay. We're, we're, we're not taking over at all, but um, clearly I've seen your economy. <laughs> like, the, thank you. <laughs> but the movies that you show are not necessarily, again, like you said, not just for shock value. Right. Um, the lobster I really liked because there was a lot of really good conversations that came out of it. Um, and artistically, like as a writer and as somebody who creates, seeing something done in a different way is really important. Um, and so that's what I uh, have a lot of um, uh, respect for in terms of what you're doing because you're showing stuff that is done in a completely different way. It's not about making money. Uh, you know, it's not a Marvel movie right. that you're showing. It's not necessarily to go with the theme of the month or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You're showing something, but... It's also, like you're saying, artistically important. Right. Yeah, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I From the very beginning, I love when people walk out. 
but I don't want, I, we never want to dupe anybody with what we're showing. We make sure ahead of time, like if there's going to be something, like we showed Irreversible, which uh, is a incredibly upsetting French film, has like a nine minute rape scene in it. It is not for everybody. It's not even really for me anymore. I've seen it once and that's all I need, but it's certainly worth showing. Um, but we make sure to tell everybody ahead of time, like, hey, this is part, this isn't it, this is don't, we're not trying to fool people into being upset. Right. But after they know all those things, if they leave, I do kind of think that's funny. <laughs> like a little bit. So you didn't take my warning or advice and you still came and you left. Right. Exactly. It's, okay. that, that makes me laugh. All right. I like yeah. that. Accomplished, really. I, I feel accomplished. But at any time my, um, my parents came to help out, they, they, they sit through the whole thing. <laughs> And what do you guys, do you guys talk about it afterwards? Uh, yeah. Um, like back in January, we showed Mulholland Drive and um, it's a movie that isn't going to make sense no matter how much you know about it. And uh, <laughs> I don't think David Lynch knows what it's about. That's <laughs> very <And> possible. Afterwards, <laughs> my, uh, my dad came over. He's like, can you, can you like explain to me what that, what that was about? And I was like, well, let me bring Josh over here. <laughs> What I don't even remember what I said. I you, think I'd you probably... said that it was like um, he was trying to pitch the, the idea of it as the. Um, oh, it was a television a, a television show. It was a, a pilot. pilot. Okay, so I I just oh, delved okay. into the history of it rather than what it's actually about because I don't know. I would have just been well, you were just up. explaining like why yeah. it doesn't make any sense. You right. were like, oh, it was a pilot, and then and there was supposed to be more to it than yeah. That. The last forty minutes, is, he just got extra funding to like make it a movie <laughs> because they were like, we're not it making was a, this. Into yeah. A I mean, there's a bunch of characters in it that just go nowhere because it was going to be a television show. Oh, uh, okay. And yeah. So there's, so how much research do you do on the backstory to movies, the directors, the, the story itself? Um, I, I don't do a whole lot now. I just have it somewhere in my head because I, this is just something I've done forever for so long. And, I, and yeah. it's, and yeah, and we try to be, we're pretty informal, you know, it's not necessarily so this a isn't having like a, you're not doing an introduction and a discussion afterwards. No, I mean, we, Q and a, it's still at wills. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's still a bar crowd to a certain degree. We, ha ha ha. Um, <laughs> Well, I mean, actually, the first, when we first started doing it at Wills, I tried to kind of force having a, like, after-film discussion, yeah. and it just never came together. It just didn't work. Um, folks left, or they found, I found that they had had too much to drink, or yeah. <laughs> things like that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it just never really came together in that way, which is a, something that's always been a little disappointing to me, because I would like that. Mm. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, we do an introduction, but it's usually just so that we could be self-deprecating on stage and tell them what movies are coming up in the coming months and thank volunteers or whoever's working, you know, uh-huh. you know, tender yeah. bartender so kind of I'm, thing. I'm not the only narcissist. No, no. Oh, great. Yeah, no, this is... Uh, this <laughs> it makes is, me feel slightly better. I mean, until Cat came on two years ago, I mean, this was the Josh Martin Film Festival. <laughs> yeah, this is... No, I've always tried to stay away from that. I've shown movies that I don't particularly like. At least tried to, but... Clockwork Orange was one of them. And you know what? It sold out. It was in more ways than one, in my opinion. But best screening we've ever had. And I put my foot down when I started. It's like, I'm never going to show Clockwork Orange. It's two on the nose. And then I I came on and I was like, why why don't we show Clockwork Orange? And he was Uh, like, "Uh." (laughs) standing room only. Like, we ended up selling more tickets than we had seats. seats. It was stupid. But, yeah. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, it was fine. It paid for the next like movie or two after that. You have to explore in order to figure out what I, works and what doesn't. I guess I knew it was going to work, and that's what made me mad. 
<laughs> people, people love Clockwork Orange, yeah. man. So people like the idea of Clockwork Orange, I think. They I, came to they came to watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, is this what you want? And yet we showed Cronenberg's Dead Ringers, and t- literally two tickets were sold. It was the worst screening we ever had. Oh, see, like, I would have come to that. Nobody I love that came. Movie. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Uh, Jeremy Iron is uh, is uh, twin gyne- gynecologist. It's amazing. Yeah, so good. Yeah, I so was, good. It it, it was yeah. like a like double whammy because I whammy. I hate that name. But um, I was out of town for a wedding that weekend, yeah. so I wasn't even there. And he was like, only two people came. And I was like, what? There were like more people volunteering their time to serve food and stuff than there, than were, there were patrons. Actual. Yeah. <laughs> I think there were like 10 people in the building and only two of them paid to be there. So that's great, though. Because yeah. That's a great date. I mean, for- yeah, everyone is is there for you and you're watching a fantastic romantic movie. Yeah. That was it people on a date? I don't remember. I do. I really <laughs> hope not. I mean, that could be an offshoot. No, we're not going to do bad business ideas today, but typically I do bad business oh, ideas. Okay. So that could be a, like maybe it's two $200 tickets and you get to be the only people there watching the uncomfortable be, movie. That's a really great idea. I mean, I like the idea of pitching it as a as a first date thing anyway, because that's for sure to me. But. Everyone's there for you while you mm-hmm. watch twin gynecologists. Do their thing. I mean, it doesn't always have to be twin gynecologists. There's only several movies made about twin gynecologists. Right. True. Yeah. I mean, when he made Dead Ringers, too, I was like, come on. It was kind of beating a dead horse at that point. It really was. I mean, we got it. I mean, and there was the scene where they're beating the dead horse. Right. Yeah. (laughs) A little graphic. Surprisingly graphic. Humane Society was not on set for that. It was really strange. So you guys are not going to have any other events coming out this summer, but uh, you are going to be announcing in the next couple of weeks yep. where your new uh, home, will be. home will be, which is yep. uh, really exciting. Yeah. And so I would encourage people to follow you on the Facebook and the Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. We have a Twitter that we don't use because at least I don't know how to use it no at all. Does. I'm like my grandmother. I have zero idea how it works. It's totally foreign. Yeah. I, uh, I think I'm going to start using it. Maybe I'm going to try. Okay. Um, so yeah. Twitter as well. Yeah. And, um, but it's got, it, like, uh, we, like I said, we don't, we're not really good at this whole hyping up thing, but for real, it's really cool. This is going to be like, it's the biggest thing that we've ever had to, that we've ever announced. Like it's, it's pretty exciting. I'm excited. I um, thought, I thought the biggest announcement was when like I was coming on board. I, Yeah. Since then, Since this then. is the biggest. This is the biggest announcement in twenty three months. Yeah, that's that's true. awkward. Yeah. All right, we have some uh, <laughs> explaining to do, I think. And so let's leave it at that for now. We'll come back and talk a little bit more about some of the movies that you've shown, and we'll pick our. I, I guess it's not a spirit animal, but if we'll explain the lobster, okay, and try to pick the animal that we would be mm-hmm. if we were to go through that, which is very unlikely for us. I feel like. Mm-hmm. We would find partners, no problem. Yeah, yeah totally. Totally. Yeah, yeah mm. I could see that. Uh, so, Lely <laughs> Puna, I'm not sure how to pronounce her name. This is Scary World Theory from the album of the same name on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to Odd Numbers. Today is the day you go into your podcast provider of choice and subscribe to this podcast and maybe even leave a rating or review. I know, this type of ask is the podcast equivalent of an NPR silent drive. But if you do this, Nick will thank you personally. He will bestow gifts on you. He will! Leave an honest rating or review and he will send you a typewritten letter with a bonus of some kind. 
Now back to the show. Laylee Puna on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, from the album Scary World Theory. That was Scary World Theory. You're listening to WPRK. I may have already said that. Did I, mean, I already say that? I, maybe they just turned on in that 20 seconds when you first said it. So it's good that you reiterated oh, it. Oh, thank you. Joshua David Martin is the voice that you're hearing. My name is Nick Jorgudiu, and also here is Kat Whitaker. Good morning, Kat. Good morning. How are you? I'm awake. I like how you're sing-songing it. Yeah. And that was not as good. Yeah. That's better. That's better. Uh, you guys are here from Uncomfortable Brunch. Like not, we just you, we you just, just came from it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I actually watch these movies every day. Like, every day. I mean, you guys have to. You're curating it, yeah. as we've discussed previously. Right. You have to choose the movies. You have to figure out what movies get people into the right headspace. So... And by doing that, I watch Sallow every single day. <laughs> um, I think that works. Yeah. I, I, it's like coffee, you know, a little bit of Marquis de Sade adaptation every morning. It's it's really upsetting. It's not good psychologically. Let me tell you. I'm, yeah. Not doing great, guys. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. Uh, Uncomfortable Brunch. The last one for this season was uh, last week. Uh, yeah. So it's usually the first Sunday of the month. Is that correct? That's correct. And that's going to continue on. It's, yeah. Yeah. In the new place. Yes. Indeed. Which we can't announce. We can't yet. announce. We're, yeah. we're, take, we're taking the, the summer off. That's all we'll say. It's yeah. too hot to watch movies, you guys. It really is yeah. because we don't turn the AC on in any of the venues. <laughs> It's it's not I mean, only an uncomfortable movie, it's an uncomfortable experience. Right. Yeah. Um, only like a third of the audience gets chairs. Great. Yeah. And those chairs have only two legs. That's true. No, yeah. no, no, three. Because, I mean, it's, it's possible to distribute your weight in a way, it, It's but it's not pleasant. It's not comfortable. Oh, I get it. We now. really know how to sell our event. At least I do. <laughs> yeah. Not, none of that's true. It's actually the food is good and the, the atmosphere is great. The food is good, the atmosphere is great, and the movie will get you thinking about things. You'll typically. certainly think of, feel a lot of things. You might, you, you might start questioning your life and have yeah. a mental breakdown. Um, that's, you know. I mean, is that a goal? Um, um, only if that was something that you prepared for before okay. you went in. You were like, yeah, I'm going to go watch this movie with a bunch of strangers, and it's going to make me think about things. Like, and this is the straw that broke the camel's back for some people. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's why we also have, you know, banana, walnut, vegan pancakes. Because if you're going to have a complete mental collapse, you might as well have a sweet treat to go with it. I like that. It's very true. Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk about one of the movies uh, that you've shown and that is one of my favorites. Not just because it's a Greek writer, director, uh, Yorgos Lanthimos. So I'm going to say it like like I speak Greek. But you don't know if I do or not. I don't. Okay, so that was uh, The Lobster. And I, I really enjoyed this movie on a number of levels. And it is an uncomfortable movie. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the reasons it's uncomfortable is that unlike movies you're used to seeing, I think in, especially in American cinema and in popular cinema, is they over-explain everything. Why something happened, how it happened, all the background in it. Whereas this one just jumps right into the plot which is you you live in a world where if you don't have a partner, you go to a, a hotel and you have 30 days to find one. And if you don't, you get turned into an animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no explanation of why this is happening. There's no explanation of the technology that allows you to become an animal. Every other movie you would mm-hmm. see or 
that's what I went in just wondering like, okay, when is, when is the part where they talk about why this is happening? Right. Right. And it never happens. And it's such a lovely movie because of it. We'll just wait until the Brett Ratner remake comes out. Of course. You know, all that'll be covered. (laughs) So the commentary on relationships and the importance of being in a marriage or in a relationship, everything that he was doing in that, I had to watch it a couple of times Mm -hmm. to really get it. Like it wasn't until the second time I watched it, I was even conscious of the weird animals that start appearing in the background. Like Mm -hmm. that shouldn't be in the forest in England, like a flamingo and stuff like that. It was such a good movie. So did you guys think when you're watching this movie, their first, second, third time, however often you've watched it, obviously I watch it fairly often. Uh, what animal you would be if you had to, obviously we would all be, we would be fine finding partners. I mean, look at us. No, I, I, I'm going to die alone for sure, but that's beside the point. I'll be Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to be fine. Um, I'm I'm not, (laughs) but did you think of what animal you would be if you lived in this world? I mean, I want, I mean, the obvious answer for me would be a house cat because I'm entitled and, really think that every every accomplishment that I have I pretend is mine even though I did nothing to do it myself um but also I mean a, a house fly would be good because what they live like six days right <laughs> yeah. I'd just be done with it I'm not suicidal I just I'm okay if I don't wake up you know right. like I'm just this is all just kind of taxing everything so just yeah let's just get it over with <laughs> so yeah 30 days of not finding a partner become a house fly and then and then you're done. Done, done, just done. Right, yeah. and you get to stay at a hotel. Yeah, right. So I could, yeah, I could just stay in and watch TV, right? Or do you have to engage in all their like meet and greet kind of parties and things? I don't you know. Have to do that. that sounds awful. That does sound. Yeah, I think it's it's like a really, and it's also really stressful. It's like all of the years of your life where your parents are like, yeah, you need to need to find someone and settle down but it's like in 30 day span so everyone's like oh you're gonna turn into an animal and be alone for the rest of your life if you don't find someone it's like and you have to socialize and you have to socialize and just meet one of the people that happens to be there at the hotel at that time yeah like it's also a world apparently where tinder doesn't exist i mean that's the world i want to live in though (laughs) that's true (laughs) Oh, uh, my answer. <laughs> oh, yeah, cat. Do you have a uh, an animal? Um, so I thought about it, and I was like, maybe like a lion or a bear. But then I was like, I kind of want something that someone will want to keep as a pet. So then they would be less likely to um, want to hunt me down in the forest. Like, you could be a trophy. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to. That's like why I was. Poacher. Like, that's why forever. I don't want to be a lion or a bear. So I was like, well. Your my, head could be mounted. I was like thinking cool. my my dog is a Maltese and I like her a lot. Um, her name is Taylor Swift. And I, I think Taylor Swift is a big listener, both the dog and the artist. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, my dog's listening to the radio right now. Sure. I turned it on. I was like, hey, you sit here. I'll be on. And she was like, okay. And her dog voice. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I would probably probably be a Maltese, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. What about you? Uh, I was thinking along the same line. So I did the test. I didn't realize there was a test on the lobster website that you can take. 
There, yeah. First of all, there's still a lobster website that's oh, yeah, active. They, they have kept that movie's it like four or five yeah. years old. Some so there's a stu- Fox is like paying for this website still. Still paying for the website. For like the three Blu-rays you they sell on Amazon a month. I haven't looked up if the Donnie Darko site oh is God. still up. Did you ever look at that one? No. Yeah, it had this big like you could dig around in it and discover new things about the movie and like Huh. Flight recorder stuff and things yeah. like that. Not is it, to get is it too super? Much away. Is it super pretentious? Like oh, one hundred percent. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 It doesn't make any real sense. No, it does not make it. I watched, I watched it with the commentary, and it didn't. It didn't make more sense. Did it make less sense? That's yeah. the kind of commentary. <laughs> yeah, no, it made less sense. Yeah, he was supposed to be like a superhero or something, and and his oh. his uh, element is water, and it was just real weird. And oh. I was like, oh, like, God. like Jason Voorhees, like, like he's oh yeah, afraid kinda. of water. Oh, that made no, it worse for me. Element oh, his water. element as well. Oh, I like see. We all have elements. Oh, I thought it was like okay. Fire, water, uh, chicken, um, desks. Yeah. So now I'm just naming things that yeah. are in the room. Yeah. Cup. So my element is desk. <laughs> Microphone. <laughs> So, yeah, so I took the test and I, I was a house cat. And it gives you oh. three options. So it was a, uh, a cock, a cat, I'm or some sort of like microscopic. What's that microscopic? Like being? an amoeba? Yeah, even smaller than that that like can travel in space. I can't remember the name of it, but I didn't want to travel in space. Yeah, that sounds scary. Yeah, so I thought I picked cat. Okay, yeah. But out of those three, that's what I would pick. That makes sense. I think in general. My cat's not listening to this show right now. No. I, I thought she might. Not a chance. Not a chance. She does not care about me. Uh, have you seen a lot of the other uh, movies that he's done? Yorgos mm-hmm. uh, Lenthimos? I have. Is it the same kind of thing? Because I heard that the uh, Deer one was like that as well, where there's just, there's a there's a plot device that they never explain, but that is... Correct. Yeah. Basically part of the show. Oh, I thought you were just going to say there's just this overwhelming sense of dread. It is, and, and there's that and as there well, is. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there is uh, that that is a, a, um, a device that he uses often. Um, the first one I ever saw of his was uh, was Dogtooth, uh, which still kind of blows my mind that that movie was nominated for uh, Best Foreign Film at the Oscars. It was uh, Grease's entry that year because like. I'm, I'm, I've never been able to read if this is confirmed or not, but I don't think the sex in it is simulated. Like, I think that they did it for real. And, like, and it's like, and I mean, obviously the actors weren't actually related, but there's, like, this whole incest. Thing. It's, like, really kind of upsetting. It's, but it's very funny. It's pretty upsetting. We showed it for Greek Easter last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. On accident. Uh, it, was an, it was a total accident, but we tried to pass it off. Like, it was... Ah, uh, nice. Had, we had a lot of those. Um, like, when we showed Spring Breakers... Um, it was spring break. No, Riff Raff. Riff was, Raff was in town at in back town that same day, <laughs> or a sound bar. Oh yeah, yeah. I think yeah. at the time it was still back booth though. Oh yeah, yeah. But I, but like Thad at the weekly, like made sure to write up an article saying like, nice. oh, they're both in town. <laughs> like it's, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he like definitely sued that production for oh, yeah. ripping off his character. Yeah. So we were like, oh, maybe Riff Raff will come to our screening. <laughs> He's in town. Why right. not? <laughs> I would not want that person around me at I hear, all. I hear he's fun. I hear he's garbage. <laughs> so it would make it even more uncomfortable. That's true. It would be uncomfortable for me. It's, um, it's on uh, It's on theme. Yeah. 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 So um, accidental yeah. screenings so, like that. I think for yeah. Greek Easter, you should always have a Greek uncomfortable movie. Yeah. Are, are there a lot? Of Greek Easter's? No, of Greek uncomfortable films. <laughs> Greek Easter happens four uh, times a year. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you got to <laughs> watch out. Sounds greedy to that. me. 
<laughs> we just like to get stuff at discount. <laughs> That's how it usually goes. Understood. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know much about Greek cinema. Yeah, I, I have actually a couple friends that know way more than me, and I would I should ask them because yeah. they're uh, they're smarter than me. Yeah, we should, we should probably do that. Yeah, can always serve some lamb. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, that's kind of a disturbing thing to eat as well. My uh, my sister-in-law is Greek, so I've, I've attended a few Greek Easter's, and it's it's always like a little bit unsettling when you walk up and there's just like a headless lamb on a, on a on skewer, a, on a spittle, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, they're yeah. like the older people, they like to eat the brains, and I was like, oh, okay. I'd try it. <laughs> well, I'll just scoop it. Yeah, so yeah. one year when I was a kid, my grandmother, who lived across the street from us in Ormond Beach, Florida, a mm-hmm. uh, very rural town, uh, decided to get a lamb, a live lamb beforehand. Like, oh, okay, before so not, like a, not a pet. No, no, although my sister and I made it into a pet. That's depressing. Oh, yeah. Did you name it? Uh, I believe it was Lammy because we weren't very imaginative. Yeah, not at all. Wow. No, we were terrible. terrible. Yeah. And so probably didn't deserve that as a pet anyway. Guess it all worked out then. <laughs> so yeah, so once we started eating the soup on Easter, lamby you know, soup. Like, yeah, it's a little lamby soup. I had a buddy that I went to college with that grew. He was the fifth of eleven kids. Grew up in rural Michigan, and uh, he he would like name the animals on his on his farm. Mm-hmm. And he thought that it was really funny that he named one of these chickens broccoli because then he could like tell his family later. He's like, I'm having a broccoli sandwich. Like he was, I mean, he was like eight when he thought that I was like, that is the funniest thing in the world to me. You were an awesome eight year old. Yeah. That is a pretty great. This makes me really sad. Eight year old. You've never eaten a pet of any kind. No. Okay. (laughs) Just wait till Taylor dies. What? I mean, it'll happen eventually. And you might. I'll probably have her stuffed. That's creepy. It's my dog. (laughs) Oh, dead eyes. Does that the marble eyes? Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Well, let's take a break and plan for that. Uh, this is, uh, we'll play a song, Garage a Toi. Uh, if people want to find out more about Uncomfortable Brunch, Facebook. And Instagram are Instagram. the best, best ways to go. Yeah, and Kat has, has promised, has committed to making the Twitter feed. We're too what, old for this like nonsense. 150% better, I think, okay, is what you yeah, said. Yeah, no, like, I'll just start posting just, like, random GIFs of films that we've shown. Yeah. Oh, I like that. that that'll I, be a thing. If you so do that, I'll, that. I'll, t- I'll take over our MySpace account. Okay. I'm bringing that back. Great. Yeah, it's still I, active, right? Like, MySpace is still technically I don't know. a thing. I think it actually went down the other day. Really? Yeah. You're telling me that the Lobster website is still good. Yep. MySpace <laughs> But MySpace is, is not. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. What a what world. A, what a world. <laughs> And if you missed any of this show, you can uh, subscribe to a certain degree. doesn't sound right when I say it out loud, but you can subscribe to a show called To a Certain Degree wherever you get podcasts or go to the website to a certain degree.com. It'll be up next Tuesday, so you can listen to us again and again and again. You guys are not going to jump in. Great. Oh, okay. my oh, is that what Garage a Trois. <laughs> this is from their album Emphasizer, the song called Plana from My Grundle. On WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, you're listening to Odd Numbers. You have an event and want to jazz it up by at least 20%. Then you need a typewriter table from Card and Fast. That's right, Card and Fast. Also, a typewriter table. Card and Fast will show up to your market, your baby shower, birthday party, anniversary, wedding, or any other event with typewriters, ribbons, paper, and cards for you and your guests. They can create well wishes for the happy couple, 
poetry for friends, thank you notes to their elders. It's a lot of fun and super affordable. Learn more about getting typewriters set up at your next shindig at cardandfast.com. Now back to the show. Garage à toi on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was the aptly named Plana for my grundle. No idea what that means from their album, Emphasizer. Speaking of emphasizing things, Uncomfortable Brunch is here. My segues are Good like segue. no, no others. Uncomfortable Brunch consists of Cat Whitaker, Joshua David Martin. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much. Getting up early, finding things to wear. Trying to get here. I mean, getting my, here. My my clothes were in the same place that they always are. Um, you had to, you didn't even have a car. I mean, I have a car. It just isn't starting. <laughs> so you effectively don't have a car. I but I you know what I do have is a phone with internet, and so um it was awesome. A mere a mere eight dollars and eighteen cents, and I was able to Uber here. Ooh, very specific yeah. of you. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I know what it was. I mean, I guess I gotta give him eight dollars. Right. No. I'll, no. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna invoice you. It's okay. Fine. Great. Don't worry. <laughs> that uh, would be much. Yeah. I'm gonna net thirty basis, so you you have a little bit of time. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna have his assistant send it over. Yeah, that would be perfect. Yeah. Uh, Uncomfortable brunch is a <laughs> monthly event that is not happening. Any of the next few months. Yeah, July, so. July and August, it's down because we're doing something super cool. Um, so you have a big announcement coming up, but we yeah. can't talk about it on the air. I mean, we can, we can, yeah, I mean, we can talk about we're it hint existing. around it. Yeah, yeah. It's I, just very, very vague, and it's not something that can be specific. But yeah. it's exciting. I mean, you guys are uh, pretty excited about it. Clearly. This I mean, is my excited voice. Yes. I we're excited, but we uh, we don't know how to hype things up because it's just not in our nature. Yeah. So. I mean, like, I'd be the worst salesman <laughs> in the world. Like, oh, you don't want that. I mean, yeah, I get it. I don't really want it either. Like, that would be <laughs> my sales pitch. You know, I, I'm terrible at that. So just to remind us, Uncomfortable Brunch, how do you typically discuss it or how do you talk about it when somebody asks you what it is? Um, well, I typically, like, when someone's like, oh, uncomfortable brunch that sounds terrible i'm like (laughs) no it's not it's it's a lovely little event um we uh choose films that are artistically or socially or culturally important or significant um but maybe uncomfortable to watch with a group and then we make it so that you have to watch it with a group and we also serve you brunch and there's vegan options so you know it's a win win right that does, I mean, to me, that's a win-win. Yeah. Because yeah. I like to be not off-put by a movie, but I like to a movie that will make me think about stuff and not just, you know, turn my brain off. Right. Yeah, we, we, yeah I mean, we don't show Marvel movies. That's, that's for certain. Right. No, like, um, like one of the films that we had uh, thought about showing at some point was First Reformed. And... Um, that film, like I, I am, uh, I'm in the church choir at my church, and uh, like we watched it when it was in theaters, and like the next day when I was in choir, I was like, oh my god, I was sort of like hyperventilating. I had to leave, and it was like I, I had that. like I had like an emotional response to it. Nice. Yeah, Just like it made visceral. me have like a like I like almost passed out. I had no idea. You never told me that. That's awful. Yeah, it's pretty. It was pretty awful, but I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is art." <laughs> this is how I'm supposed to feel. So, I, one of the things I wanted to ask then were like, that sounds like a movie that really, not necessarily haunted you, but disturbed you on some level, yeah, or affected you. 
on some level. I mean, that's how you can tell that it's like something that we should show because it's it's evoking a, some some sort of um, emotional response, um, and beyond just being distracted for two yeah. hours. And yeah. I was thinking, it was like, what the last movie that we showed was in a John Waters film. Yeah, right. But like. <laughs> I don't know. Like that's that's the kind of film that we want to show is something that is going to make you think about things as opposed to just kind of going about your day and not really taking into account like all these other things that are happening in the world. Well, and like you were saying earlier, Joshua, you are not just showing art house movies. This was sort of a reaction to the way that art house movies are shown mm-hmm. and responded to mm-hmm. and You know, you're trying to move away from the pretentiousness of it to an extent. Well, because, I mean, these movies have always been really important to me. Movies in general are very important to me. Um, And that's to say even, you know, B-horror movies or whatever. I think that all these different genres have their place. But something about these art films, uh, first of all, the ones that we're showing just don't get shown very much. Because, believe it or not, they're not big sellers. You know? What? Yeah. So that was important to me when I first, like even just doing it in my living room for my movie nerd friends, was that I just wanted to be able to have a place to be able to watch these flicks with other people. Um, but they're, uh, yeah, I mean, just, it, I think there's some something to be gained from feeling crappy after a movie. You know, uh, there is. Like, <laughs> and and I think that that is amplified when you're in a room with with Friends or strangers, especially strangers, though. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you to be kind of vulnerable in a way, which even that kind of sounds pretentious, I suppose. But whatever, <laughs> I, I think that there is some value in that. At least I think that I, I, for me there is. Like movies that uh, you just want to like go home and sit by yourself afterwards, maybe rock in a fetal position <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I was thinking about it from the context of like being a kid and seeing a disturbing movie. But not just a like a horror movie. So mm-hmm. obviously when you're a kid and you see blood and guts and stuff for the first time. Um, did you ha- have that experience like a movie that really shouldn't have bothered you all that much? Like maybe Mrs. Doubtfire <laughs> and how fast he was able to change from one character to the other. I just thought it was and incredibly how unrealistic. Yeah, that was. No, <laughs> Chris for me, Columbus it was, is a liar is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> that's disturbing. That's disturbing. No, uh, it absolutely. That I know is. who the director of Mrs. Doubtfire is, like off the top of my head. Right. Yeah. No, Chris Columbus is a big listener and sponsor. So, I'm oh, okay. Just, he's he's a he's a really good guy, Chris. If you're listening, and I know you are, you're a really good. Guy. No, uh, one of the ones for me was uh, uh, Time Bandits, mm. and the reason for that at the end, uh, hopefully not spoiling this for anybody, since it's a 35 year old movie right. at this point, is uh, the. The son, the kid who's gone on all these adventures with the time bandits, uh, tells his parents not to touch this rock at the end that they find at the, you know, their house is just burned down. This rock is in their toaster oven and the parents immediately touch it and disappear. Mm -hmm. And so that just freaked me out for years afterwards. Like I couldn't watch that movie because I already had like like abandonment issue dreams every night anyway. Not that there was anything wrong with my parents, I don't think. And maybe I was reading it to oh, something. There's certain, I mean, there certainly is. I mean, there's every parent is, yeah. Something is there flight wrong. risk? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. My kids 100%. listen to the show, 100%. so that's great. <laughs> I can't get rid of my parents. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they come to every event that you do. <laughs> so was there a movie like that for you that wasn't necessarily supposed to be scary or horror movie that you remember as, oh, my gosh, that was... Um, freaky 
Well, I have two different ones that I remembered distinctly. So um, one was a scene in Beetlejuice. And Beetlejuice, like, there's so many other things in the movie that are horrifying, like, to a kid, maybe. I don't know. Um, but, like, the scene where they, um, they're, they like, possessed and they're, they're dancing... Uh, to, oh, yeah. to uh, the Harry Paul Fonte. Yeah. yeah. Um, like that scene freaked me out oh. because they were like, they didn't have control over their limbs. Was it, it did the shrimp fingers? And the shrimp fingers was like the kicker. Oh, that but, was like, pretty gross. But it's supposed to be like a funny scene. <laughs> right. And it was like the most terrifying part of the movie to me for huh. some reason. Um, and then the, the second one was um, that, that movie Summer School. Where um, he's teach like teaching all the bad kids how to do math. And, I don't remember this. Oh movie. yeah, that was um, and, Harmon, Dan Harmon, not Dan Harmon. Um, I don't. Um, yeah, the guy from NCIS. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I know his face, but yeah, um, yeah he's. Uh, You're great with faces. I'm 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 great with faces. Yeah. I'm usually good with names, but yeah. I just I didn't look it up <laughs> earlier. But um, this, yeah, he he wears like Hawaii shirts. Uh, Hawaiian shirts and um, he's he's teaching these kids how to do math over the summer and uh, they're all into horror movies and at some point in the movie he he like gives up leaves you know like it's kind of the the climax like oh he he's gone and then they try to bring in a new teacher and all these kids that are really into horror movies they do all these the the special effects yeah um, where like there's just like eyes like coming out of places and all the there's blood and stuff and and like even though like they're like oh it's a joke I'm like what how did they do that with their bodies like what's happening like I got so freaked out by it because I just was like how can you take out your eyes like I thought it was like their actual eyes that they like popped out and then put back I've never even heard of this movie yeah yeah Mark Harmon Mark Mark Harmon yeah Dan Harmon's the (laughs) Community, the community guy. Uh, yeah. Rick and Morty. Sorry, Dan Harmon. <laughs> no, you're listening. Right. Sorry to confuse you with and a guy who's just been accused of harassing people on set. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, who hasn't these days, though? That's a good point. I mean, yeah. I mean, he is Mark Harmon. Yeah, that's yeah. So, Josh, uh, what about what about um, you? What was your? <laughs> I, you know, I was thinking about it because, like, I don't know. I, I, I was un unnaturally scared of everything when I was really young. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that like we just, we just said not necessarily horror movies, but this was something I didn't actually even see. Um, I remember being I was four years old when I saw the ad for Child's Play Two in the newspaper, and I was kind of like freaked out by, it, but not really. But then my father like told me what it was about, and it really sent me over the edge. And like anything that was wrong in my little world all got put into that doll. And like, oh, so that, like if I saw the video cover at the video store, I would just like shut down. Like my mother had to pick me up and take me out of the store, like sort wow. of thing. Uh, which weirdly, it was cool. It was, uh, it was years later, like I was like 12 or 13, all those movies were on Sci-Fi Channel. I was like, I'm getting over this. And I watched all of them. And now I'm like, I attribute that to why I love horror movies now. And I actually met the writer uh, one uh, in the uh, child's play too of, of all, all the child's play. Don, oh, nice. Don Mancini. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, just wonderfully like kind of like flamboyantly gay man. Just like, it was really great. And I told him the story. It's like, Oh, so this is kind of like a thank you and screw you all. It's all at the same time. I was like, sure. absolutely. <laughs> um, that, and, uh, do you remember radio flyer? Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Richard Donner movie. Yeah. There is one random scene where they allude to the stepfather uh, being abusive. 
I don't know why that triggered something in me when I was a little kid, but that was just like it. And I went back and rewatched it years later, and it's barely a footnote in the movie. But for whatever reason, that really upset me and made me super sad. And I like, had to turn it off and leave. Like I, that came out like ninety one, so I was like six. Like I don't. Wow. I think it's interesting because what it did was it was stuff that left everything to your imagination, and you mm-hmm. made it worse than it actually was. Oh, that, yeah, like at the time, you probably could have seen Child's Play two and been like. Oh, that's not that bad. Right, right, right. But because you just, it was just in your head. I, I don't you appreciate to, you deconstructing me right now on the radio. Well, it's still early. <laughs> it's, it's funny because I also, like, I saw the trailer for Child's Play, like, on the TV mm. or some, one of the Child's Plays. Yeah. And, like, I, I think I told you this, I had a lot of, like, porcelain dolls as a kid. Right. As and, we all do. Yeah. I still yeah. do. And they're in my parents' attic, and they're very that's creepy. Yeah, no, that's no. being in the attic is way, way no, worse. Oh my no, god, I don't want to go to that house at all. No, Are your parents okay? Yeah, they're fine. Are you sure? Oh, they're no, they're in a box. Like your not parents like... are in a box. <laughs> no, the dolls are. Did the dolls put them there? <laughs> How many dolls would it take to put your Blink parents in a box? Twice if like the ten, dolls are controlling like, the situation. Okay, like, we gotta go. There's, <laughs> there's like ten dolls and they're in a box in the um in the attic. And I told my dad, I was like, Where's that box of like porcelain dolls? And he was like, oh, I think it's in the attic, I can get it down for you. I was like, Yeah, because I kinda wanna like hide them randomly in your house so then they just like kind of freak you out and he his eyes got real big. <laughs> <laughs> So that was actually a bad business idea is to let you feel like you're not alone in your house is we would come in and move stuff around when you're not home. That's what the Manson family used to do before, oh, really? you know. Oh, yeah, that's right. They, you're they, so they, derivative. They were called. Uh, <laughs> Thanks already, for that. It's already been done. All right. Well, yeah. let's play a song. <laughs> and this is appropriate. This is Ben Harper. Show me a little shame on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. This is Odd Numbers, episode 19, with Joshua David Martin. That's me. And Kat Whitaker. Hey. Of Uncomfortable <laughs> Brunch fame. After four years on the air, Nick has interviewed nearly 200 amazing Orlando residents. It turns out there are many more that remain uninterviewed, and he'd like to change that. If you or someone you know would like to get up early on a Monday to be on the radio and chat with Nick for two hours, take your computer and point it at toacertaindegree.com. Now back to the show. Ben Harper and the Innocent Criminals on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, from the album Burn to Shine. That came out quite a while ago, maybe late 90s. Yeah, I think it was like 99, maybe. That might be totally wrong, though. 20-year-old album or so that was Show Me... A little shame. I thought that was appropriate. Yeah. I mean, I feel (laughs) a lot of shame generally. Yeah. I mean, I like. I certainly do. Like right now. Just show me some. Oh, there it is. Uh, Nice. (laughs) It's hard. All you have to do is make eye contact. Yeah. I mean, let me. uh, So, good morning. My name is Nick. This is Odd Numbers. I do this every week, where I have very special guests. This week is no exception, except that there are two wonderful, amazing guests today. Both of them here representing Uncomfortable Brunch, which is a great event that happens and will continue to happen uh, Mm -hmm. starting in September. And I can't say where because it's going to be in a new venue. But up until now, it's been either at somebody's house or at Will's Pub. Yeah. So if you've ever been to one of those, 
I great. Mean, and if not, it'll be in a brand new venue starting in September. Yeah, I mean, if you there. were if you were there at, at my house, that would be like ten people listening, and I don't think any of them are listening because I have terrible friends. Uh, yeah. But Joshua, <laughs> the voice you're hearing is Joshua David Martin, and also here is Cat Whitaker. Good morning, Cat. Good morning. Thank you so much for being here. And you can follow Uncomfortable Brunch or you two on Facebook. Yeah. Send um, me a friend request. I usually will accept it. If I don't like you, I'll just unfollow you. I won't delete you as a friend. Oh, okay. Well, about once a year, I'll do a purge. But for the most part, you can... Like the movie? Yeah, just the like purge? the movie. Yeah, I, I, I you kill people. You hunt people? Yeah. Down. Oh, I, I watched the first purge, and it was actually pretty good. Yeah. Did it's you, fun. It's, it's on HBO. The second one is way better. The third and fourth are not good. They're, they're pretty... Uh... <laughs> I fell asleep in the fourth one in the theater. <laughs> Now, in their defense, they have very comfortable seating in the theaters now. I bring a brick to sit on <laughs> because I, I, I want I want the old days of when theaters were uncomfortable. Okay, great. Remember, like the AMC, the eight like box multiplexes that were like they, the uh, wing, you a go, friend of mine used to call them the sit and scratch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. man. I I really uh, nostalgic for those. Like you matters. had to wear just like if you were going to a concert in downtown Orlando, you had to wear closed toed shoes. And, yeah, 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 for sure. Yep. I, man, yeah, that was my youth. I love those theaters. Mm-hmm. I worked in one in high school. It was great. That's when I learned how to like build up a thirty-five millimeter print. I, I met, yeah, recliners. No, no, thank you. I wanna, I want it to be sticky on the floor. And so that's another great idea where they just take some of the recliners out and put in the uncomfortable the seats, seats again. And those are actually more expensive. That'd be, to oh sit man, there. I would so right. pay for that. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, the authentic experience. Yeah. Well, it, nothing it, is shaking. Nothing is reclining. It makes you pay attention to the movie more because you're not about to fall asleep. I see. Like you know, I'm like okay. Like I have records at home, not because of this like audiophile thing. Like the sound is richer. None of that. No, I actually listen to the record because I have to get up and flip it. There's like something kind of inconvenient about it that makes me listen to the whole thing rather than just putting it on, you know, my iPod or whatever and then doing dishes. So I, I think that there's something to be said about, you know, being forced to Do you have engage. a lot of dishes? So many dishes. Because that was very specific. Like, it's his cat. I'm gonna cat my, my, yeah, oh, my, you, don't, you don't understand. Dirties a lot of dishes. Yeah. She's awful. Like just, I mean, She's I adorable. tell her like you, can, you don't have to use a new cup every time you get a glass of water. I mean. But she... She's obviously seen signs and she's waiting for the aliens. To yes. Come. Yeah. yeah. She never listens. My cat is Rory Culkin. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> oh, no, it's the uh, daughter. It's Ab- Abigail Breslin. That's right. Uh, yes. oh, that would have been a funny joke if I nailed it. But uh, no, I can edit it in post. Oh, good. We can Fix edit all po- of this in post. Don't good. edit it. Make him look stupid. I think wow. that I'm doing I'm just good, a fine job of that on my own. Thank you. Uncomfortable brunch <laughs> is uh, in many ways like this conversation has gone so far. Uh, it makes you think. It makes it's you wonder why you're watching it. <laughs> Um, it's no, but in all seriousness, it's a, it's a great event because what you do is you take an artistically important or interesting movie and you show it in a setting that people wouldn't normally watch a movie like that, which is Mm -hmm. with a bunch of people with food and alcohol. Yeah. True. Like, yeah. Eggs Benedict, uh, mimosas and, uh, incest. And, uh, yeah. They go together. I love that tagline for uncomfortable brunch. (laughs) Eggs Benedict, mimosas, possibly some incest. There's a good chance. It's not. It's a little. I it's pro- mean, probable. I think is the word you're looking for. Especially sixty percent chance. Especially yeah. if it's Greek Easter, like the no, yeah. no doubt. Yorgos does love his incest. <laughs> he does. The uh, director and writer you're referring to is, of course, Yorgos Lanthimos. 
Um, how do you, okay, let me ask you this. When you're picking movies, how do you pick the movies? Because, you know, there are a number of uh, directors out there that you could pick from. So Cronenberg, Lynch, and mm-hmm. uh, a few of the other ones that are out there. Do you try to look for people who are not necessarily the same ones every time? Like there's only so many Roger Waters movies we could show. So let's show some other ones. Uh, well, I mean, we don't show a lot of Pink Floyd. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I, sorry. I, what was the other one? John Waters. John Waters. I, I know, that was, that was really like, unnecess- like, that was, was unnecessarily mean-spirited comment. I'm but sorry. See, that that was makes awful. up for your earlier <laughs> joke that you destroyed. That's right. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, yes and no. I mean, we, we definitely have a list of filmmakers that we try to revisit just because their body of work just lends itself to what sure. we do. But then, you know, as stuff as stuff comes out, like we'll try, we have done some newer movies like we did Mother, which... Uh, there was a lot of people that came to Mother. We like yeah. ran out of food. We were like, why didn't you guys tell us you were coming? Yeah, I mean, it was the, the last Darren Aronofsky film, the man yeah. who did Requiem and, uh, you know, uh, Pie and whatnot. Uh, Black, Noah. Black Swan. Black Swan. Noah. Everyone saw Noah, right? Nobody saw Noah. No one cared. <laughs> no. I like Noah. I'm the, I'm, it was me and another person, somebody out in San Diego, I think. That was it. Only sold two tickets. But, it, but what um, was no, interesting but, about so, that one is you have a Jennifer Lawrence movie. Mm-hmm. So essentially you think of, oh, this is going to be a right. big movie. But it was, you know, in many ways, an art house film. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, what pra- I would it's like of. an... Uh, it's like a, an old Polanski film in a lot of ways. Well, and people what, hated it. Hated it. It was, yeah, it, it was, did not do well in the... the well, it was funny because the... Critics generally liked it, yeah. but audiences, I mean, I think it had an audience score of an F, like an F rating. It's like one of 18 films to ever get that. I mean, it's got a lot of like really upsetting things in it, so I get it. Well, it was also pitched as a thriller, and it is not. Um, but that was that was one of the first times we did something really new. Like it had just come out like 11 months prior or something like that, maybe even less than that. But we... Uh, I think the thought process there was that nobody saw it, <laughs> you know. Right. And, it, it, and it was it was Mother's Day that month, and I'm really I love staying on theme with the month. So it was like <laughs> Mother for Mother's Day. Yeah, it'll be Bring great. Your mom, she we can actually get do in free. We actually do. Yeah, we run that special on yeah. Mother's Day or whatever the Mother's the May movie is. Bring your mom, and she gets in for free. So yeah, we, we did, did the Brood. <laughs> we did the Brood. <laughs> the Cronenberg. If your if your mom likes body horror. <laughs> Bring her on this down as she gets one. in for free. There was one guy who brought his mom. I know. And yeah. he came like last week and I was like, thanks for bringing your mom in May. And he was like, she loved it. <laughs> God. So in general, like you're looking at new movies, you're looking at old movies. Do you have the slate for say the next year? You already have a bunch of movies that you're picking from or is licensing also an issue where you have to pick a movie yeah. and then actually yeah, have I mean, to go through and get the license? That's, to that's, do it. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, that's certainly a part of it is that we, it's generally not too hard to lock down licensing, especially because we're not considered a theatrical screening. It's, uh, they call it a movie event, which basically means, oh, okay, so this is barely a step above you playing it in your living room. Right. You know, you're going to play it off of a copy you already own, things like that. And so it's a less, it's a discounted rate. It's a little easier to lock stuff down. Yeah. And, and like, um, it's just because we're charging for admission mm-hmm. that we have to say like, Hey, you were showing this and yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we have a pool of movies that we're certainly, like, we have a running list. We try to block out about a quarter at a time. Like, we're definitely doing this. So that way, if there are suggestions, it's pretty fluid. 
um, as far as the selection process in goes. In short, we don't know what we're doing. Oh, yeah. Oh, nobody no, nobody does. Nobody. Nope. I mean, I don't. No. I certainly don't. And I'm on the radio. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> this is also gets turned into a podcast. Yeah, we should we should start a podcast just like everyone else. Oh, that's a good idea. Why would anybody want to listen to our banter? Oh. Oh, wait. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks a lot for that. Have there, been any, uh, have there been any movies that you wanted to do that you couldn't get the license for? Um, not really. No. Um, if I get, okay, yeah. so let me change topics here. If I give you a sack of cash right. right now and said, you can take any of the movies that you've shown at Uncomfortable Brunch and turn them into an animated movie, mm. which one would you do and why? Probably Eraserhead. That's a fun one. That would That's be a fun, fun choice. One, yeah. Cause, to animate. Because, like, it... It already feels like an animated feature. Right. Well, now that sucks because I was going to I was going to say Blue Velvet, but now I don't want to pick another David Lynch movie just because I like the idea of Dennis Hopper. Like those lines animated is just hilarious so, to me. David Lynch, if you're listening, what we're <laughs> saying is maybe do something animated. Yeah. Has he ever? He's done some shorts that are animated, okay. but not yeah, like, like they're not cartoony. Well, Does he the do alphabet. a cartoon? Yeah. Hmm? Doesn't he do a comic strip? Does he? Yeah, I think he does, oh. where it's the same four panels and then he writes uh, different words oh, that's for cool. it every time. No, I didn't yeah. know. That's cool. I think. Um, I may be lying about that. I may be thinking of Roger Waters. I'm not sure. Right. <laughs> there, actually, it's kind of fun is that um, uh, John Waters did a, uh, um, a project, which unfortunately has never been released to the public. It's only played in museums and uh, art shows that he's curated. Mm-hmm. But he, he uh, reshot Pink Flamingos with an entirely child cast. It's called Kitty Flamingos. Um, and he cut out all of the really filthy stuff and changed the dot, changed the uh, specific words to be kid appropriate. But it, and it's like like his friends' kids are in it. Apparently, it's hilarious. It's uh, sorry. There's like a mosquito that just keeps like landing. Oh, I, uh, yeah, I've gotten bitten on the hand. Yeah, <laughs> the wheel yeah. Like, I can see it like flying. Oh, it's, sorry. it's after me. Yeah, I wasn't gonna say anything. Because I thought it was... Because you're pro-mosquito and you want I me... I brought in the mosquitoes because I wanted it to go with the theme of being uncomfortable. Right, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that works. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he did. it was cool. Do you guys not release mosquitoes at your showing? <laughs> <laughs> not every That's time. Weird. Okay, good. Keep people Just on their our, our sacks of mosquitoes. How do you transport mosquitoes? Sacks. Sacks? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So you can drown them afterwards. Oh, right. Yeah. Like burlap bags? Yep. Cool. That's, I mean, yeah, the, the like the washing tub out back behind Will's. <laughs> that's exactly. Wait, so Kitty Flamingos, was yeah. it just like five minutes long? No, it's 75 minutes long. It's the entire movie. Wow. Yeah. That's I, impressive. And, and, there, and there, it's never been released, unfortunately. It's like it's played like five museums or something. I, I really would love to see it. Yeah. John Waters, if you're listening. Sorry, I got your name wrong earlier, first of all. Secondly... <laughs> Uh, if you could show it just to us, that'd be great. Just send me a private Vimeo link. Yeah, we'll I, take it. I, yeah. We'll watch it once, and we'll never share it with anyone, probably. Right. Probably. Right. Probably. Pro- pro- probably. I did say probably. Yeah. I think it was okay. I feel like John Waters and I would be friends. I would hope so. I think so. I think. I, I, I mean, just that's wishful thinking. He probably wouldn't like me at all. But that's okay. I like. Well, him. let's leave it at that because I think that's a good note. Um, so this is uh, we'll play another song, 
This is the Orange Symphonette, uh, one of my favorite movies, which in general I think is kind of a disturbing movie. A really incompetent detective solves crimes. Uh, the Pink Panther theme. Uh, so Orange Symphonette on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to Odd Numbers. Oh, and also Uncomfortable Brunch. Please follow on the Facebook and the Instagram and the Twitter. Yeah. Do they still have the thes in front of all of those? The Twitter. Yeah, sure. Great. <laughs> You have a social media account of some kind. You have a brand you're trying to establish. You're thinking to yourself, how can I get some affordable and stylish props to use to help tell my story? That's where Brand Knuckles comes in. Through the magic of 3D printing, Brand Knuckles uses all the dimensions to create a piece you can use as a giveaway to customers, as a way to brand your images, and many other applications. Go to brandknuckles.com to learn more. Now back to the show. The Orange Symphonette on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was the Pink Panther theme. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to Odd Numbers on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. I do this every week and every week. Special guest and or guests. In this case, it is the plural. Cat Whitaker, Joshua David Martin. Did good I get morning. your names right at least? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, you're good. John Waters again. I apologize. <laughs> Uh, we have a very special part of the show here. I don't usually have two guests. So when I do, I pit them against each other for a pop quiz and I determine who my best friend is out of the both of you. Okay. You're my best it, friend for the week. Is it a pop quiz even though you told us at the beginning that we were doing it? Well, I feel like it's a pop, pop culture quiz. Oh, it's okay. So it's not like you're popping a quiz on us. I just made that up. Oh. Yeah. So you're quick it's, on your feet. it's still oh, trivia. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll we'll add some stakes to it though. So the person stakes? Who does not win. Yeah, gets a stake. We get stakes. Yep. I don't like steak. Also, uh, it if means you, like wooden ones. Yeah, no, for in case of vampires. Okay, you like it. those? Yeah. Josh, let him talk. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the banter continues. Uh, what'll happen is if you win, you get to be my best friend for the next week. Heaps of presents and praise and all sorts of things. If you lose. More, more so than you've already received. If you lose, you become my bitter enemy for the next week. Oh. And so I actively try to sabotage you in your life. Oh, well, I didn't know that was the issue. Uh, I didn't know those were the stakes because that just seems like a lot of work to be your enemy. Oh, it is. <sighs> I mean, it's not much work for you. You're not doing anything except living your life. I'm the one trying to ruin it, though. Good luck, man. It's, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's do the pop quiz. Okay, great. Uh, to do this quiz, to make sure that there's, you know, that I'm not cheating or anything, I have somebody come in and do it, and his name is Simon Time. He does the Simon Time trivia show around town uh, seven nights a week. And so... I was trying to, like, put a little to barrier. Cheat? No, I was putting a little barrier so she couldn't see my paper. Oh, that's a good idea. But then I realized my phone was on the microphone, and if it rings, it, it, the ringer's off, but it'll still vibrate, and that would be awful. Okay, Ooh. so you can follow him at Simon Time Trivia on Facebook and get more information about the trivia show. So let's start out with question number one. Okay. Hey, hey, Nick, it's Simon from the Simon Time Trivia Show here with your weekly dose of a quiz mental exercising. Let's begin with question number one. If we were to arrange all of the planets in the solar system in alphabetical order, what planet would appear last? Your eyes went super wide. I love that. 
Like Joshua's eyes almost rolled back all the way. I into thought I was going to have to arrange all the planets like in size order. And I was like, man, I'm like, not really good at this. that. I was like, oh, no. Are you ready for the answer? Sure. Yeah. Your answer is Venus. Did you guys get that both correct? Look at that. One for oh, well, one. Then that, that, we're already tied. I don't So no winners yet. Hey, we I, here's the thing. We could bo- we could just all become bitter enemies. That's cool. That oh, no, sounds, I guess you would just become best friends. That sounds fun. Yeah. I'm not friends with her. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next okay. question. <laughs> question number two brings us to the movie realm, my favorite category to quiz at my games. If you were sitting down to enjoy a drink with the dude from The Big Lebowski, tell me what cocktail he would most likely be enjoying. All right. It's a drink-related question. Ready for the answer? Sure. The answer, the dude's favorite cocktail in The Big Lebowski is a white Russian. Both correct again? Both correct. Yeah, still tied. All right. This is getting harrowing. Yeah. I'm harrowed. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Question number three. In the Zodiac sign world... Tell me what sign of the horoscope lies between Leo and Libra. Between Leo and Libra. Uh, I, I mean, there's 10, there's, you have 10 guesses. And this is one of them. Great. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Okay. The answer is a Virgo. Virgo. Oh, I got it right. I did oh, not. Cat. <laughs> Cat is up by one. Yes. Got to catch up putting a big X next to this one so that I know that I'm a failure. (laughs) We had a movie question early in this round, but we're going to take it to the television category with this. What HBO comedy series features Julia Louis-Dreyfus as Vice President Selena Meyer? That was a quick answer. Let's see if you got it right. Oh, I know my hateful television. That show is simply called Veep. We got it. Okay. Joshua, one last chance to tie. Okay. So if you want to start telling uh, Kat like the wrong answer for this right. question even before she hears it. I don't listen when he talks. Oh, okay. That's true. <laughs> and the final question here. Name the housewares company headquartered in the Netherlands that was founded by an individual named Ingvar Kamprad. Headquartered in the Netherlands, but founded in Sweden, IKEA is the answer to question number five. That has been your dose of Simon Time Trivia. Thanks a lot, Nick. So Simon Time Trivia again, seven nights a week around town. Uh, The Simon Time Trivia show is a podcast available on PFT Media. And so, uh, yeah, so you got them all correct. Yeah. So even the astrology question. Kat, we are best friends now. So we'll go into a little bit of detail. If you could write down on the back of that what your typical schedule is, uh, your address, places I can find you. Uh, Joshua, you're going to do the same thing. <laughs> For very different reasons. For very different reasons. Uh, just so I can track you down and do the things I need to do. Also, um, your car doesn't work. So you got to jump on this like Friday night, huh? Uh, oh, man. Yeah, I actually started early. I knew you were going to get that one wrong. <laughs> that was safe. You know, that's a safe bet. Yeah. I was going to be the loser of this, yeah. this one. So yeah. you're welcome. 
Hmm. Sort of. Sort of. Let's play another song. Uh, this is by a uh, guest who was on the show a few months ago, Katie Patton. She just came out with a new song. Uh, she says this will be off of an upcoming EP. Uh, this is called Midas on WPRK, Warner Park, Florida. You're listening to Odd Numbers. There are two types of people in this world. Those who are thinking of starting a podcast and those who have already started a podcast. Either way, visit toacertaindegree.com for good, relevant advice on podcasting. Because it's not just about which microphone you pick or where you host your files. There's running social media so it doesn't run you, keeping track of upcoming episodes and topics, even the best ways to invite guests onto your show. All of that and more, toacertaindegree.com. Now back to the show. Katie Patton on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to Odd Numbers. And wow, this is the noisiest microphone in the world. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Kat Whitaker is the voice you're hearing last. And before that, you heard the voice of Joshua David Martin. And then you're hearing my voice, which I am Nick Jorgidio. Hey, great. Glad we cleared that up. Uh, you're listening to Odd Numbers. I do this every week. Every week, very special guest. So we booked this a while ago. Wanted yeah. to have you guys on. And you said, we love getting up early. Yeah. We love talking on the radio. Yeah. Love making new friends. You know how I I, sh- I just nodded to your question? As yeah. of like everyone knew that I was saying yes. I'm no. Vocal- I, yeah. I'm vocalizing. I'm vocalizing yeah. it because we're yeah, on, on your behalf. Gosh, right. You yeah. Can't, yeah. I can't see you. <laughs> God, I'm terrible at this. <laughs> but it's been fun. I'm, yeah, oh, I'm enjoying myself. Good. Well, we still have a half hour to fill, so keep oh, it up. This is gonna be, oh, I thought you meant that it's going to just be, it's all downhill. This is awful now. Oh, no. Although now you're going to be, now you're my enemy, though. I'm a joy to talk to. I'm not your enemy because I like you. But yeah. it's fine that you don't like me anymore because I didn't know some astrological sign nonsense. I don't know that it's nonsense. I think there's a I lot do. of people out there that really take that stuff pretty seriously. Yeah, I know they take it seriously. Yeah. All right. It's, it's disappointing. Yeah, right? <laughs> this is the guy you choose to work with. No, I meant it's disappointing that people take it seriously. Oh, yeah. No, it's <laughs> wow, we're really, let's, let's, let's figure out how to really broaden our base for Uncomfortable Brunch by oh, insulting sorry. everybody. No, no, I like, I mean, this is my business model from the get. It's right. always been as, be as insulting as possible. Uncomfortable. And, uh, yeah. Uncomfortable Brunch is the event that you guys Put on, curate, whatever you, however you want to describe it. Yeah. But the idea is that it's a uh, artistically important, but not necessarily commercially popular and or viable movie in many cases. Um, it's one that's going to make you maybe a little bit squeamish. Maybe that's uncomfortable true. is a good word to put it. And you're going to watch it with a bunch of other people. Yeah. 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 That's That's fair. Coming up is a big announcement, so I'd encourage everybody to follow you guys on the social medias. Yeah, yeah. All, all, of, all of them. Even yeah. MySpace. MySpace, yeah. Bringing it back. MySpace. Mm-hmm. Snapchat. You guys yeah. are huge oh, on Snapchat. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a thing. Makeout too. Club. Um, what is that? Live Journal. Um, there's a, Wait, no, do you go back one? I don't one? remember Makeout yeah, Club. Yeah, yeah, no. Oh, no, that was like late 90s, early aughts. That was a thing. It might have just been a site that you started. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never had an account because I was too young, but I had older friends that I remember it was like, it was supposed to be kind of a dating thing, but it was totally the same format as MySpace. And it was like for teens, like it wasn't for teens, but teens used it. I am I swear I'm not making this up. Look it up on Wikipedia. It's a I thing. I would go in AIM chat room sometimes. Yeah. That's, that's How old uncool. are you? No, I wouldn't never. What? How old are you? I'm 30. Oh, okay. 
It seems very young for America Online chat rooms. Well, uh, <laughs> my, uh, my, my friend. She was worldly at eight years old. Yeah. We were really worldly. No, my, my friend Kristen and I, we used to go into the chat rooms and uh, we would we would talk to old dudes and <laughs> we would never be like, hey, you want to meet up? But we would. Um, they'd were be you like, like doing your own to catch a predator? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we would. Uh, they'd be like, oh, send me a picture of you. And we would we would just go and like. Uh, just go to like the uh, the opening page of AIM and just like America Online and and find just a picture of a lady. So like one time we just like sent them a picture of like Willa Ford and they were like, <laughs> oh, you're really pretty. And we're like, yeah, totally. Huh. It was. Uh, so you were catfishing dudes at a young age. Yeah, we were. That's awesome. We, we were collectively catfishing. That's good. I mean, you have to practice skills that you will need in the future. Yeah, catfishing is totally a viable skill. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> so picking movies out, um, having uncomfortable conversations around them. Uh, Just nodded again. Yep, you're you're doing a lot of nodding. Yep. I'm doing nothing. That's great. <laughs> this is fantastic radio so far. He is never going to bring us back here. Do you it's ever? Okay. Oh, no, you guys no. are fantastic. <laughs> I enjoy you. This is the first time we're meeting. That's true. And we already have, uh, I would say, some chemistry. Sure, yeah. A good amount. We don't not. We, uh, thank you. <laughs> I feel okay about it. Oh, fantastic. I wanted to ask um, uh, about the movies themselves. Do you ever think, like, in watching these, so you watch these uh, on your own time, you enjoy these movies. These are. This is not, this is something you do because you enjoy film, cinema, movie Yeah, watching. enjoy is a weird word, but yeah. No, I'm nodding. Yeah. <laughs> I find them I find them satisfying. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Enjoy I, yeah, enjoying them as a but in I, general in, yeah. in general when it comes to film cuz you're involved in the <laughs> Florida Film Festival yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, that's true. Um and you do other things with uh film and film related yeah, yeah. items. He does. I I don't I don't. You work with Florida Film Festival now? No, no. I meant like other things. Oh, I see. Oh yeah. Besides yeah. that, yeah, yeah, you're not putting on bar movies like I do, <laughs> no. which is fun. Yeah, I do, I'll do a quick plug real quick, is because it is awesome. Is that uh, I do a, a weekly thing at uh, a la carte in the Milk District. Mm -hmm. We do uh, movie nights there on Monday nights, so you should come to those if you want to see stuff that's a little more comfortable. Because like tonight we're showing Talladega Nights, and we did uh, Best in Show last week, Back to the Future, stuff like that. I so, love I love Best in Show. That's a great movie. Oh yeah, Christopher Guest is amazing. Yeah. Um. So. Sorry. What I was curious about is if you're ever watching any of these movies for Uncomfortable Brunch and going, how the, how did they sell this to the studio? How did they sell this to the... Now, some right. of them obviously are self-financed or mm -hmm. the director-writer goes out and finds somebody or right. they're well-known enough that they're just going to... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know yeah. that David Lynch gets bags of cash, but, right. but probably it, close to it. Yeah, finding investors for a $5 million movie is probably not that difficult for someone of his... Stature. stature yeah <laughs> but do you ever wonder like i was watching um the neon demon uh-huh by nicholas winding reffin yeah winding reffin great that doesn't sound right we showed that uh yeah, yeah. big fan of him he has a new series coming on amazon next week oh yeah uh, i saw that yeah too young to die old it's 10 episodes 90 minutes each i am over the moon i cannot wait i was yeah I super excited this. yeah so I watched also Drive. I watched Only God Forgives. And yeah. then I watched this one. And Only God Forgives is a 
That's a fast-paced movie, huh? I haven't, I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's like watching paint dry until it's super violent. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. I'll that's lend like, it to you. It's like, great. That's like, uh, have you seen The Invitation? Yeah. I really like that because you're like, is anything going to happen? Oh, and yeah. then it all happens. It all happens. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's happening. <laughs> what I like, I mean, obviously what I like about him <laughs> is probably what a lot of people do is visually it's just stunning. Like he yeah. really thinks about every scene he really thinks about every shot mm -hmm. and the lighting and the very minimal acting that's involved for yeah. the most part interestingly uh drive um that actually the minimal acting it was more carrie mulligan and ryan gosling they took the script and sat down with uh Ruffin and just went through it with a sharpie and like cut out like half the dialogue and said we can play this without the and they, oh wow yeah and then he and gosling got together and workshopped only God forgives, and that's how that came to be. Was that was an idea they both had? Oh, oh and they just sat down together. Yeah, yeah. Factoids. I thought it was interesting too about Neon Demon. I don't have real information in my head. Just, <laughs> just <laughs> movie the, facts. Yeah. 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 Uh, so you'd written in the description for Neon Neon Demon. I keep wanting to say Neon Demon. Demon. Which is maybe how he wanted it pronounced. Nicholas, if you're listening, go ahead and give us a call <laughs> and <laughs> let us know about that. Uh, but so he's writing this movie, he's creating this movie about a female experience mm -hmm. in Hollywood. Um, and it's very heavy handed, but he actually brought in yeah. some female writers yeah, uh, and then a female cinematographer. So I didn't right. realize that, which was, you yeah. know, his way of trying to bring in a woman's perspective yeah, in the movie. Have like a less of a male gazy kind of thing yeah. for an inherently male gazy <laughs> film. Right, so talking about how... Which, which I think reflects in the film, because, like, I didn't feel... It. Like, whenever there's male gaze in a film, I'm like, I feel weird. Um, but this, it wasn't... I didn't feel that way. I do find it uncomfortable that Elle Fanning was actually only, like, 16 or 17 in that. She was definitely less than 18. She was? Yeah. Oh, I thought she was over 18 at that nope. time. <laughs> yeah. Creep. We're all creeps. We're all creeps. Everything. But I mean, that was part of the movie, yeah, right? right? That right. was the whole point. Yeah. Well, maybe not the whole point of the movie, right. but that was a big part of yeah. the movie is just to show that that this is what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Chew them up, spit them out, or continue <laughs> to chew them up. Yeah. Which is a part of the which movie. Which is why it was perfect Digest. for uncomfortable brunch. <laughs> it's great. I want people to feel worse when they leave than when they came into the movie. Yeah. And when you say worse, I mean, describe that a little bit, not just like physically ill or anything no 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 really just oh, kind yeah, of that, no that i mean we're not like giving people food poisoning right. it's not like that um you know we're not <laughs> no our, our friend danny he he like always uh would like curate he would curate our, our menu and help us with uh <laughs> cooking it right. um and uh he always did like a really great job with it because um josh and i are not good with cookers the, the food, we're not cookers the yeah food, the food making in the you know like all this stuff. I'm I'm making like a stirring motion. I don't know, but we that we, could we can, be part of we cooking. can follow like recipes and instructions, but they have to be detailed. Very detailed. <laughs> so I'm like, Danny, what what temperature does the these grits cook at? I'm I'm a baby. Please help me. <laughs> right. So no, we don't we don't make people sick with our food. Hopefully, um, but we do want people to feel emotionally worse when they leave because generally that means that you're. The wheels are turning a little bit. And so you've thought of something in your own life yeah, that yeah. maybe you 
regret or maybe you hadn't thought of before. Yeah, that's actually my favorite is when it's something that you've never thought about before. Or just like, like just feeling in general. Like I think that this sounds really pretentious, but like <laughs> I'm just like, oh. um, but like art's supposed to evoke something in you. Mm -hmm. And if it's not, I don't think it's doing its job. Yeah, but. yeah, I agree. So are you going to show any other or have you shown any other uh, movies by I'm not going to say his last name again. Ruffin? Ruffin? Yeah, Ruffin. Yeah. Um, have we? I don't think so. I think Neon Demon was like yeah. the first and only one. Right. I, I would, I, you know, he did, because, he, you know, he's um, a Danish filmmaker. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, so the, I know at least like the first four or five movies he made were, were not in English. Um, but Mads Mikkelsen, actually, who played Hannibal on the Hannibal the TV, TV show, show yeah. he was one of his early actors uh, in the Pusher series. And then he was in Valhalla Rising, which was one of his bigger budget movies. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, and it's funny watching those early films because he didn't have a huge budget. You know, he was, I mean, God, he was, I think he was 23 or 24 when he made his first feature. But you can see little inklings of it, you know, like what's going to be coming. Yeah, yeah, once, you know, he, he I think... I think for me, the first one that really was hyper stylized that you really saw that he was getting the budget that he needed to execute his vision or whatever was uh, was Bronson, the uh, Tom Hardy uh, yeah. movie, which is just kind of like, you know, beautifully violent and funny and upsetting. And <laughs> it's really that was one. Actually, I was at my father's house visiting him like over Christmas or something. And I was like, you guys, and I, was well, I was talking about it. He's like, I don't think I've ever heard of that. I was like, oh, we are watching that right now. It's such a movie to watch with my father. <laughs> like. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you? So that reminds me of just watching like the only movies my dad and I watched when I was younger were action movies. Okay, like that was yeah. the only ones yeah. we could watch. Okay. He didn't really think any comedies were funny and uh, uh. anything else oh, was too serious. That's yeah. a bummer. Huh. Yeah, oh, it was fine. Does your dad not like jokes? Uh, He likes his own jokes. Oh, I like so my own jokes too. He's a lot like me in that sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, or I'm a lot like him. Yeah, huh. I think that's probably a this little more. This has made me uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a funny time. This It was not funny at the time. I was. I told you earlier when we were discussing upsetting films from when we were kids, like what triggered us or whatever. Um, I was 10 years old and my father thought that it was appropriate to show me RoboCop. And I was, like told you, a very sensitive child. Uh, and that I was not. first I was, part yeah, is I was, awful. I was, I was too young to understand the satire. Yeah. <laughs> and when when murphy gets killed i lost it like i turned off the tape and went in my room and cried <laughs> and, and i was like i could tell my father was a little like i'm not angry i'm just disappointed but he, he went in and talked to me and he talked it through and he and he I, I totally like my father's great he was he pieced it together he's like oh okay well you've watched violence in movies before but you've never seen torture <laughs> he's like this actually means that you're a decent person yeah and you have empathy so yeah. it actually kind of worked it through in a and then a few years later you know obviously or that stuff knew, i loved or you knew but, well enough to fake it so that it appeared that you're a sensitive person. That's really unsettling. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Yeah, okay, so let's take a break. <laughs> we'll play one more song, and then we'll come back and plug it. We're almost done, you guys. Oh. Time has flown by. Well, that's sad. I'm a joy to talk to. Uh, this is the Blind Boys of Alabama. Delight. From their album, Spirit of the Century. This is the last time on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to Odd Numbers. Before this podcast is available on Apple, Google, and Spotify, it is a live show on WPRK-FM in Winter Park, Florida. Nick and his guests are live every Monday morning starting at 7 a.m. 
That's when the show is at peak freshness. If you're interested in people in Orlando who are doing neat things, then you should definitely listen regularly. Now back to the show. The Blind Boys of Alabama on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, from their album Spirit of the Century. That was the last time. This is the last time that we'll ever on the radio uh, today. The last time today. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Wow, Kat. Thanks for that. No, it's been uh, quite a pleasure. So my name is Nick. I uh, have uh, Joshua David Martin, Kat Whitaker on. Thank you guys for coming out this morning. Thanks for having us. I will release you back out into the world after you say something about Uncomfortable Brunch and tell people where they can find out more information and entice them into going to the next event, which will be in September. You should talk. I should talk. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Follow us on social they media. They did rehearse oh, this, you guys. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the thing is, we did like extensively. It's really embarrassing. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, go to uh, uh, on Facebook. Go to our, uh, follow our page. Uncomfortable brunch. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. Or follow us. Our accounts. You can follow me, Joshua David Martin. I'll probably accept the request because mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't. Oh, okay. You will not. That's yeah, fine. No. I I don't have I don't have any real friends, so I like fake ones. I just accumulate them. I figure it's you know, it's, <laughs> if I get enough fake friends, it'll make up for a few not having a few real friends. I like the idea of all the hangers on that you have. Oh yeah, doing my, this. my yeah. coattails to nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> so it's coattails to nowhere. That's a hangers on and bots and Russian sounds, bots. Yeah, that yeah. sounds like a good uh, like album name. Right, to- album coattails name. to nowhere. <laughs> um, the Joshua yeah, David gonna... Martin story. <laughs> <laughs> whiskey and sadness um <laughs> i uh so yeah follow all those because we are in the next week or two going to be making a really really big announcement uh which we have to be vague about because we're not allowed to talk about specifics of it but believe me it's awesome i'm excited i think cat's excited hopefully yeah, you are too it's hard to tell right yeah it's <laughs> i'm really um, excited that's her excited oh really I'm excited. really excited that sounded excited. Sing. Yeah, that actually. Yeah. I like to sing to myself. Um, great. But we're yeah, we're gonna uh, we we got some really really cool stuff planned and some really really great programming that you're going to love. You will. You'll love it. I, I know that had a question mark. I don't. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm love making is it a, a statement. strong word. Yeah. But, yeah. It's, okay. it's worth your time. I like I how mean. you guys compliment each other. You question <laughs> things. You make statements. Statements. Questions exclamations all the punctuation is covered go together commas all right fantastic (laughs) if you missed any of the show you can catch it on any podcast network that includes apple google spotify stitcher some of the made-up ones that are out there stitcher sounds made up to me i I know it's not i know it's like the biggest one but it still sounds fake i listen on cast box which (laughs) is really not a great app but it's it works Huh. Wow, that's a ringing endorsement for <laughs> Castbox, which also Go sounds like it could it be on. a phishing app. <laughs> it's all phishing podcasts. Great. Uh, my name has been Nick. It will probably continue to be so. Uh, let's shake hands on the air because I think that's good for radio. Cat. My hands are really clammy. Right yeah, now. that's why I wipe my hand off on my pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very nice. Wonderful. Mine was not clammy. It was hers that were clammy right. when I shook your hands, Joshua. Transferred. Yep. All the clams have been transferred. <laughs> Great. I'm going to stop talking now. You've been listening to a certain degree. Coming up next is the Orlando Theater Hour. Let's end it with word. Uh, I'll fly away.
Thank you for having us. Thank you for coming in. You You guys are so fantastic. And uh, you're still my bitter enemy, Joshua. And you're still my best friend, Kat. Yes. And that's the show. Thanks for listening to Odd Numbers, episode 19. Where do you go from here? Uncomfortable Brunch is on hiatus for a couple of months this summer, but we'll be back with a vengeance in September, probably with a movie about vengeance of some kind. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and possibly Twitter to keep up with all things uncomfortable, also brunch. If you want, you can also visit toacertaindegree.com. That's T-O-A, certaindegree.com. Thanks for listening. I'll truly miss our little talks.